0: How's it going guys welcome to another episode of squad by the bell not saved by the bell but squad by the bell how's it going guys this is the third episode welcome today it's just gonna be me and i just got done watching black panther like an hour ago an hour ago my Mexican accent's coming out an hour ago. <clears throat> so an hour ago, I mean the movie finished an hour ago. I went to the ten thirty PM showing. It's like every year they just keep showing movies earlier and earlier. I remember at one point when the movies actually came out at midnight. Now they're showing now they're having showings like at 7 PM, 6 PM. Some places they even have showings at Wednesday midnight. It's crazy. You know what? I remember when I worked at the movie theaters. Before I get into the Black Panther. um, So this is going to be a review. The first half, it's going to be non-spoilers. And the second half, it's going to be spoilers. I'm going to tell you everything about the movie. I mean, not everything. But the stuff I can remember and the stuff I uh, mentally... uh, took notes on because I don't want to pull my phone out and take notes when I was watching the movie hell no the movie was that good so I remember when I was uh, when I used to work at the movie theaters I worked there for like a year and I don't want to I don't want to name names because I don't want to get sued but it rhymed with met minimus you guys know what that you guys know what that is I'll tell you some corrupt stories that happened there so, I had friends that told me that they worked when Episode Three came out of Star Wars. Episode Three, and you got you to gotta think back. This was back. This was back in two thousand five. This was back when Star Wars movies only came out every other, like three years. And before that, there wasn't a movie until like what sixteen years. So, yeah, so it was a big deal when episode 3 came out. Uh, Not the Phantom Menace. What the hell? Um, So when episode 3 came out, right? So, what's it called? Uh, Hold up, I'm having some technical difficulties. I'm trying to upload some. I mean, I'm trying to bring up some Black Panther. uh, What's it called? Facts? So, at the movie theaters... The ones I worked at, there was a lot of corrupt uh, stuff that happened. So, I worked there like almost, I would say like almost 10 years ago. It's been a while. So back in the day, when I worked there, there were some, what's it called, some shady managers that worked there. This one guy, he was a district manager, what's it called, and this was, this was, so the stories that happened. This was before I came, before I started working there. This was so. This goes back to Episode Three, uh, "Revenge of the Sith." So, friends used to tell me that uh, when they worked when Star Wars came out, Episode Three, "Revenge of the Sith," that there were showings all around the day, all day. There were showings at midnight, and then there was another showing at three in the morning. And then at, when people would get out, they would get out at 6 in the morning, and they would close the movie theaters for 3 hours, and then they would reopen again at 9 a.m., which is insane. Imagine working the 3 in the morning shift to 6 in the morning, because I was an usher there, and my job was to clean up the movie theaters after the people got out. And it was crazy. Like, summer summer uh, showing, summer, uh, summer movies, working in the summer was horrible, because I kid you not, the floor look like it was made out of popcorn like you can make snow angels popcorn angels on the floor that's how crazy it was so this is a solo uh episode have nobody talk to it's weird when there's silence i feel like i feel like i gotta fill in between the gaps you know but yeah so the thing about working there at the movie theaters back in the day um So, back to the story. So, when I worked at the movie theaters, I heard stories about the district manager of before. This was like, yeah, like, I started working at the movie theaters, yeah, I I would say like four years after Revenge of the Sith. So, when I heard stories about the district manager, what this, what this, what this fuck, what this asshole did was, when the movies were, uh, when the movies got out and the ushers would come in and clean the movie theaters, this guy would walk in with his own trash can, pick up all the plastic uh, cups, soda cups, put them in a different put them in a different trash bag, go wash these plastic cups, and then resell them. And the thing about these cups, these resold cups, they're not in the inventory, so he would pocket that cash, and he made a lot of money. You gotta think about it. These cups are like what, fifteen bucks? a large soda which is insane it's like no fool that's right that's that's the same that's the same soda fountain from freaking burger king bro it's the same way it's the same ingredients man you're just giving me a an expensive cup <clears throat> i mean if the cups do have like you know pictures or what's called promotional cups of the current movies and it's a collectible you know i wouldn't mind having a revenge of the sith soda cup you know but yeah so this guy was doing this thing for a while and uh people you know it started spreading people started talking about it he got in trouble and he didn't get fired he just got demoted to a uh, general manager i think general manager of the movie theater, movie theater i worked at And um, so he got demoted from District, which is, you know, you're pretty much in charge of a whole bunch of movie theaters to just one. So this sound, it's funny because like other places would just fire you, but this sounds, yeah, other places would fire you, but this sounds like something from like the TV show The Office, you know? When like you mess up, instead of firing you, you just get demoted like Dwight when he was uh acting manager for a bit at Thunder mifflin when michael scott left and then he shot the gun and instead of firing him he just got demoted back to salesperson so it's a quirky world man so that's the crazy stuff that happened when i worked there so now let's get into um today's episode which is black panther um man it was good like i've been following the whole marvel cinematic universe since it's uh inception creation i can't even talk since its creation back in 2008 so i remember when i went into when i went to go watch iron man the first one i remember reading online that they were planning to make more movies that were connected so at the time when iron man first came out in 2008 i wasn't thinking much of it i was like oh i'll be cool you know see what happens, and then after that, like a, co- a couple months later, The Incredible Hulk came out, and I was like, oh, okay, and then I remember the post credit scene uh, with The Incredible Hulk, you see Tony Stark, I was like, oh, shit, they're actually planting seeds, you know, and then the next movie was, what was the next movie after that, oh, Iron Man 2, and then after that, uh, it was Captain America, and then... Was it? No, no. Yeah, Thor. And then it was the Avengers. But after so many movies, I'm just so invested in Black Panther. Let me tell you. It's got a 98% score on Rotten Tomatoes. That's insane. And I do agree. It was such a good movie. It's got so many twists. It's got so many, uh, what's it called? <clears throat> so many twists. It's like a M Night Shyamalan movie, man. The plot twist. You don't see these coming. So let's see. Okay. So yeah. It's got a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. A 7.5 out of 10 on IMBD. Little bastards. And an 87 on Metacritic. Metacritic. So yeah. Okay. I don't want to get into spoilers yet. So let's read some stuff. So, of course, we all know Black Panther's first appearance was in uh Captain America: Civil War, which is pretty. So, when Black Panther made his first appearance in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I remember I was like this before. I was like, "Wow, this guy's badass!" Like, just the actor Chadwick Chadwick Boseman, he's such a good actor. And I, I swear to God, I thought he was like. Born, I, mean, I thought he was either british or he was actually from africa because his accent was very good and he was very convincing it's like whoa okay and then when i heard him speak regular english i'm like really He just hire an american to do this because i'm so used to now people hiring british actors like freaking um what's his name like tom holland Idris Elba you know these guys are so good it's like man you they need to hire more British people but Chadwick Boseman such a good actor Uh, what's it called and just that scene that first scene where he wears the Black Panther suit in Civil War is dope you know when he's he's chasing uh, Bucky the Winter Soldier so good and after that I mean, even, like, when you watch, like, um, Age of Ultron, or even before that, just, like, the seeds are planting about Wakanda and what's it called? Uh, Dr. Claw? Ulysses S. Claw? And you're just, like, as a fan, you're just like, oh, man, they're setting something. They're, They're getting ready for a Black Panther movie. I knew that. And for you people who are unfamiliar with Black Panther, I know what's it called a lot of people were asking like wait is black panther is he like okay does he have superpowers what's going on because he just jumped off that big old bridge in that scene in the winter soldier and he runs hella fast and the suit is vibranium it's bulletproof it's one of the strongest metals in the marvel cinematic cinematic universe so there is an herb like a like a pink flower. Uh, in the comics, you can read this. This this is not spoilery spoiler area yet. So this herb, this purple plant uh, from Wakanda, which is native to Wakanda, gives people what's it called uh, altered, pretty much super strength. It makes you strong. It kind of gives you the same powers as uh, what's it called the Winter Soldier, which is like, man, the Winter Soldier in Captain America, because it's like, man, you need it, you need it, you. you you needed all this scientific stuff to just to make Captain America buff, you know, and then there's this herb in Wakanda where it just makes you that strong. But I know uh the fe- uh the effects of of that only last a little while, which uh what's it called, you gotta keep, you know, I guess retaking that. <clears throat> but if you think about it, Captain America, the first Avenger, it's pretty much a movie about freaking <laughs> it's a movie. Where freaking um, Steve Rogers gets swole. That's the whole concept of the movie. It's like, you want to see Steve Rogers get swole? This is a movie about how Captain America got swole. So, man. I know uh, Black Panther is actually uh, setting records. Because Black Panther arrives. Let's see, there's a little headline right here. Black Panther arrives Thursday previews. uh, Pacing around 25 250 million. Really? Is that right? Okay. Cuz I mean, I know oh my gosh. Okay, so so this is just tonight. This is just Thursday night. This is even the weekend. Thursday night right here. Wow. So earlier tonight sources were spotting the movie between 22 million to 24 million just on Thursday night. That is crazy, and now the thinking is that the Ryan Coogler directed movie about Marvel's Black superhero T'Challa will clear 25 million Black Panther, whether beat or tie with Captain America: Civil War, which is also 25, and the best second best Marvel preview ever behind Avengers: Age of Ultron, 27.6 million. Wow, I wonder. If... Okay, so I'm trying to see, you know, like what's gonna be the box office take for the whole weekend so they're saying that wow okay so Black Panther continues on this pace it's looking like at 65 million for Friday including Thursday oh shoot so it's looking like 161 million to 180 million dollars for the weekend which i can see that for sure wow that is insane that's a lot of money because like like right now the movies are pretty much uh ranging from like 110 million to like around there yeah yeah i mean yeah it's crazy because like now like Looking at movies now, how they're made, and how like the box office like back in the day, like six hundred million or five hundred million at the worldwide would be such a financial success, but back in the day, but now then this is probably even like ten years ago, but now it's like movies are movies are expected to hit like close to a billion now, where it's like if you hit five hundred million, it's like ah, I guess. You know, but now it's like you need either nine hundred million to a billion. it's insane, like even thinking how like Justice League ended up at almost seven hundred million worldwide and it's considered a flop I mean you gotta you gotta take in consideration how much how how high the budget was for Justice League, which was half of that and then again you know you don't know how. I'm pretty sure they did pretty well with merchandise, you know? DC they did it pretty well. Okay. So this movie it's very entertaining from beginning to end. Just the music choices. I feel like besides uh Guardians of the Galaxy, like this movie has a really good soundtrack. Cause like besides like, if you think of other Marvel movies from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they don't really have a good soundtrack. It's mostly just its own... Uh, they have their own people doing the score, you know? Or it's like... I'm trying to think. I mean, Iron Man 1 and Iron Man 2, they did have uh, what's called Iron Maidens. Uh, I don't know. Is it Iron, not the Iron Maidens. But the, I'm, I'm saying Iron Maiden because of the Iron Man song. No, it's a freaking Judas Priest. I'm pretty sure. I sound. I feel like such a dumbass for not for not knowing. I know. Okay. It is Judas Priest. I was right. I know, I, I freaking uh, Iron Man, and I, I say Iron Man because of the Iron, <laughs> the Iron Man uh, song. But uh, what's it called? Yeah, besides Guardians of the Galaxy, Black Panther has a very good soundtrack, which was uh, done by, uh, what's it called? The majority of it was Kendrick Lamar. And one of its most uh, popular songs right now, it's on the radio, which plays a lot. Which it's funny because like I'm trying to think of the other superhero movies with a good soundtrack or like with popular songs where it's like really that's a that that's a that's a superhero what's it called that's a superhero uh, song like I'm trying to think of another which Prince uh, did the songs for what's it called Batman and then Seal did that song for Batman Forever which was um what was the name of that song something something about a rose but the song that Kendrick does with freaking uh the weeknd is very good it's very good and it's like when it when it, it's funny cuz like I've been listening to listening to that song on the radio for like a while already like a couple of weeks and the song pray for me and when I heard it in the movie I was like oh damn this this is the song you know pray for me but um, yeah. Like I said, good soundtrack, and just the story, and just how. What's it called? Cause it's set, it's set in Wakanda, but then the beginning half is set like in another part of you know the world, which brings you to like, okay, this is set like still in, because Wakanda just seems it takes you so far away where it feels like it's like another place you know like a different planet like a different world like freaking like it seems like a such a like a, such a different universe a d- different world kind of like how asgard is when i was watching this movie and i was like this is still set on earth it's crazy but it seems like it's asgard just because they're so advanced in like, technology but um, what's it called? And it's cool because you finally get to see um that part of Wakanda in this movie. Because you do see, I mean, you barely see a little bit of Wakanda in what's called Civil War. At at the end when um Bucky is with uh, Black Panther and they're going to freeze him. They do freeze him and you do see the laboratory and you do see the waterfall. But that's about it. That's the only thing you see of Wakanda. But this movie, it takes you really in depth. And let me tell you, this movie, it's aesthetically pleasing to the eye. It's eye candy. This is like the African version of Guardians of the Galaxy, just so colorful. I love it. And like, I know I was reading articles about how Wesley Snipes really wanted to make. A black panther movie but like in 1992 and i think if they were going to start i think if they're going to start going production the movies wouldn't been done until like late 90s early 2000s and you gotta think about this this was i think one of the reasons they don't want to do this is because this would have been around the same time also when he was doing blade so it would have been people were saying how it would have been kind of weird To have Wesley Snipes as two Marvel superheroes. Starring as two Marvel superheroes at the same time. It would have been very confusing. But I know he wanted to do. Black Panther movie back in 92. Like right after. He filmed Demolition Man. And if you haven't watched Demolition Man. You gotta go watch it. I don't don't know. I don't think it's on Netflix. I'm not sure if it's on Hulu Plus. But if you can't find it. Go to a thrift store and find it on VHS. And if you don't have a VHS player, just buy one at the thrift store, okay? VHSes, oh my gosh. But yeah, so let me read a little bit more about that. So Snipes wanted to highlight the majesty of Africa, which he felt was poorly portrayed in Hollywood films. Because he said, you know, I think Black Panther spoke to me because he was noble and he was an antithesis, antithesis, antithesis of the stereotypes presented and portrayed about Africans, African history, and the great kingdom of Africa. He began work on the film by that August. Wow, the next July, Snipes planned to begin the Black Panther after starring Demolition Man. See, I told you guys. And the next month, he expressed interest in making sequels to the film as well. In January of 1994, Snipes entered talks with Columbia Pictures to portray Black Panther. So it would have been a Sony film. Or was Columbia Pictures Sony back then? And Black Panther co-creator Stan Lee joined the film by March. He had entered early development by May. Snipes had discussions with several different screenwriters and directors about the project, including Mario Van Peebles, and John Singleton. When the film had not progressed in January of 1996, Lee explained that he had not been pleased with the scripts for the projects. Uh, Snipes said that there was confusion among those unfamiliar with the comics, thinking that the film was about a Black Panther party. Wow. You got to think about too. Like back in the nineties, I don't think the technology was there yet. I mean, it's hard. It's, I mean, this is debatable because i mean the batman movies the batman movies worked very well because it's still fairly grounded it's a grounded character in a grounded world where like the craziest like the most out 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 of this world character is mr freeze with the with the ice gun the ice blaster And then there's also the Joker, which is just a crazy guy in clown makeup running around being crazy. But then you got to think about it, too. Jurassic Park in 1993, the CGI, beats most CGI of modern times. Like I said, Jurassic Park's CGI of the dinosaurs, or just the whole movie in general, looks very good compared. I mean, I feel like that movie's aged very well. Just like how I think Donkey Kong Country, the series from the 90s, Super Nintendo, Donkey Kong 1, Donkey Kong 2, and Donkey Kong Donkey Kong Country 3 have aged very well. Like I still played those games today and I'm like, damn. This game looks good. Even when I play Yoshi's Island, I'm like, damn, this game very aesthetically. Pleasing, so yeah. So, Wesley Snipes, Wesley Snipes in a statement back in 90, 1996 we've yet to have a major black comic book hero on the screen, especially the Black Panther, which is such a rich, interesting life. It's a dream come true to originate something like that. Mm hmm. But, like, I man. we're almost gonna get into spoiler territory such a great movie I've read the articles and a lot of people have said it it's like nothing I've ever seen before and it's true like this is like the first actual black superhero movie like on a on a big scale like this on such a high caliber because I mean there was the Blade movies but it's Nothing like this where it's just pretty much all black cast and all these actors are very good all these actors have such good personalities and They just do such a good job where it's like they were born for these roles And I'm trying to think of other black superhero movies. I watch or black movies cuz I mean I don't want to Discredit like other movies but like there was i'm gonna get you sucker, which was uh Kenan ivory wayans such a good movie but it was more of a comedy there was also uh what's that movie meteor oh one of my favorite movies growing up was blank blank man blank man was with damon wayans and he had like a like a blanket as a cape and it's funny because i mean as a little kid I really wanted to be a superhero when I watched a movie like that I was like this is so like if somebody actually became a superhero in real life this would be the closest thing to it actually happening when I watched Blank Man cause his weapons and his costume was very very what's it called made cheap where it's like I could make that watching that movie as a kid I'm like wait I could, I could make weapons like that but black panther nothing like i've seen before and i hope this movie opens the eyes of a lot of like directors in hollywood and be like okay you know this movie's making gangbast gangbusters this movie's making gangbusters in the box office we need more diversity in hollywood and hopefully this is you know the beginning of the first of many, you know, to set a huge trend like this in Hollywood because, hey, man, the world's changing. And me as a as a minority, as a Mexican-American kid, I want to see different people on the screen. I want to see people that look like me. I want to see people that look like the people I grew up with in Los Angeles because, hey, baby, times are changing, you know? And okay, about to get into spoiler territory, guys. Oh, god, wow! So, yeah, in July 1997, Black Panther was listed as part of the Marvel Comics film slate. And in March 1998, Marvel Marvel reportedly hired Joe Quesada and Jimmy Palmiotti, who at the time were editors on the Black Panther Comics. So, yeah, it fell through, and it just they decided to focus on Blade. And, like, all these directors, like, Ryan Coogler, like at this time, Ryan Coogler was just a kid, like, in the 90s. He was probably like a, not even a teenager. Like, he was very young. Ryan Coogler is very young. For him to uh, have accomplished this much in Hollywood, it's fucking awesome. It's freaking cool, man. All right, guys. Spoiler territory. So if you haven't watched the movie, get out. Go watch the movie. If you don't have money to go watch the movie, sneak into the movie theaters. Okay? When I used to work at the movie theaters, I snuck in a lot of people. I snuck all my homies in. I remember that shit. And even after I quit, wait, did I get fired or did I quit? I don't remember. I don't even remember, man. I've had so many jobs where it's like, before I did comedy, I've just had so many jobs. I've gotten fired... Or as like to, or as I, how I like to think of it, uh, I got promoted to customer. Okay, I didn't get fired. I got promoted to customer. So, I was very excited for this movie, Black Panther, and it's just, it's funny because this is Marvel, Disney, Marvel. How they're doing it, how they're releasing three movies a year, and they just get you hooked on these movies because you're like, wait like, you feel it, man, you're Johnson, you're, like, you're, like, itching for a new Marvel movie, like, 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 if you're, like, a, drag, like a drug addict, you're, like, yo, man, what's the next movie coming out, bro, because that's how I feel, man, like, that's how they, they get you hooked, man, they get you used to these movies, because after, you know, what was it, you know, the first movie of the year was, um, what was it, oh, it was Guardians of the Galaxy, and after that, I was, like, yo, I'm ready for the next one. Homecoming Spider-Man? Okay. And after that, I was like, yo, man, really? I got to wait till this. Wait, how long? Thor? Oh, my gosh. And then I I was itching bad, man. I was like, come on, Black Panther, come out. And now after I'm done watching this movie, I'm like, okay. Infinity Wars, man, Can may come anytime sooner. So I was very excited to watch this movie. And the movie starts, you know so centuries ago five Ab- african tribes went to war over a because me- vibra- vibranium if you don't know came from a meteor in space so it's a very strong alien metal vibranium so that's how the movie starts um they're just telling a story how vibranium got to wakanda and how it's pretty much integrated in the soil of wakanda so it's part of the land and the way it opens up it's so cool because the movie opens up all after that uh because okay so a lot of people think that wakanda is a third world country but it's it's a front they they're very advanced in technology they're like the most advanced country in the world and they keep their secrets from the world because they don't want people coming in and ruining, you know, ruining their country and just what they what they've built over the centuries. So it's kind of like a there's like a cloak over uh Wakanda, kind of like how the mascara and Wonder Woman, kind of like that. You know, you can't see it from far away, but once you enter the forest field or like the yeah the invisible uh, wall or barrier. You're inside Wakanda from like from the outside, it looks just like a forest. But when you get close enough, boom, you're in. You're in Wakanda. You're like, whoa shit. This is a city, you know? And after that scene, we go uh to uh nineteen ninety two. So it's set in Oakland, California. <clears throat> While on an undercover assignment in Oakland, California, Prince Najobu became convinced that Wakanda's isolationist policies had done more harm than good and about to share its technology with people of African descent around the world in order to help them conquer their oppressors. So Prince and Nojobu is uh T'Challa's father's brother. So he goes to Oakland cause like he just wants to help people like, you know, other, you know, other black people, other brothers, He wants to help them out, you know, people that feel oppressed. And he's like, yo, we have this technology in Wakanda and we need to share this to help other people out. So, yeah. So Nojobu enlisted black market arms dealer Ulysses Claw to infiltrate Wakanda and steal a cache of vibranium. So the thing that sucks is Nojobu helps out Ulysses Claw, which is one of the bad guys in Age of Ultron, who steals La Vibranium from Wakanda. You know? Okay. So, his older brother, King T'Challa, which is Black Panther's dad, King T'Chaka, not T'Challa, King T'Chaka learned of this from another undercover agent in, New- in Jubal's partner, Zuri, and confronted Njubu when Njubu attacked Zuri Tachaka, reluctantly killed him and ordered Zuri to lie that Njubu had disappeared and they left behind his American son Eric Stevens in order to maintain the lie. So Eric Stevens grows up to be Killmonger, which is Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan, man, he's like one of my favorite actors right now. Killing it. Killing the game, man plays such a good what's it called the creed creed son and uh creed the movie which is a spin-off of rocky balboa man those rocky movies are like my favorite growing up because my first language it's spanish my first language so i didn't learn english until i was like four so when i we used to watch the Rocky movies, they used to be in Spanish, and it's funny because for the longest I thought that Sylvester Stallone only spoke Spanish. So the first time I saw the Rocky movies in English, I was like, What this one knows English too? Damn, bilingual, 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 bilingual. So yeah, and the cool thing about this movie because, like, the, the second scene what's it called it opens up in oakland california 1992 and you hear from the distance you hear a two short song and i'm like this is so cool because too short from the bay area oakland and then they play a two short song it's like never in my wildest dreams i would have like thought i heard i would hear a two short song in a marvel movie you know because it's like this is the same guy that you know, blow the whistle. Do, 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 do. I need a freak to hold me tight. I need a freak every day and every night. Something, something freak. Something, something. Okay. But, yeah, too short, you know? So, it's cool. Like, man. So, on the present day following Tachaka's death at the hands of Hel- Helmut Zemo, the bad guy from Civil War, the guy that orchestrates... The whole fiasco between Iron Man and Captain America and Bucky Rogers, which that movie, like, I love Civil War, but there's a lot of plot holes where it's like, what if it didn't go as planned? You know, that bad guy is plans, you know, it's like, there's, I don't know, but a, I love it. So T'Challa returns to Wakanda to assume it's the throne after his father has died he and Okoyi, the leader of the Dora Mijahi fighting force, extract his ex-lover Nakia from an undercover assignment so she can attend his coronation ceremony, along with his mother Ramon, Ramonda and younger sister Shuri at the ceremony. The Jabari tribe's leader M'Baku challenges Tachala for the crown. But the child defeats Mbaku in a ritual, com- ritual combat, which is a cool. It's a cool scene, man. It's like, it's dope. Like, man, you. I I could I could describe this movie as much and as detailed as possible, but you guys gotta go watch this movie. So when they're fighting, they're fighting like by a waterfall, and then up in the mountains, you see all the all the tribes from Wakanda just cheering the fight. It's kind of like it's like Ultimate Fighting, but like, but like in a waterfall you know it's crazy it's like world star world star wakanda star What well, what kind of a condom does black panther use a, wa- a wakandam get it a wakandam okay guys don't if you if you're gonna steal that joke give me credit you know when you're hitting on a girl be like yo what kind of condom does Black Panther use? Oh, what condom? Martin Rizzo 2018 baby Or girls when you hit on guys, or guys when you hit on guys, or girls when you hit on girls Hey, it's 2018 man You do who you want to do You know? So, when Claude resurfaces to sell a stolen Wakanda vibranium artifact to a buyer Oh my gosh there's a scene at the museum with Michael B. Jordan when they're looking at artifacts from uh, African you know, African uh, artifacts from the 19th century and there's a scene where like he's trying to recover some or he's trying to steal this Wakandan artifact and he poisons like the, the tour guide who works at that museum Dude, it's I Can't explain, you gotta watch the movie, man. I'm doing it no justice by butchering, I'm making it sound boring when you guys were like, Hey, man, really? So, yeah, when Claw resurfaces to sell a stolen Wakandan vibranium artifact to a buyer in Busan, South Korea, Tachala is closest friend Wakabi, who lost his parents as a result of Claw's actions, urges him to bring Claw to justice. T'Challa. Okori and Nakia go to the underground casino where the deal is taking place. Yo, that's like, that's the nightclub where they are playing the Kendrick song, you know, and the weekend song. Pray for me. And I was like, yo, I need to go to Korea just to go find that freaking nightclub. You know? I was like, really? this is a dope-ass club. So to find that the buyer is cia agent everett k ross who takes claw into custody against Tachala's will claw tells ross dude there's a the fight at the casino was dope like claw he has like a new uh, like uh ultron ripped his arm off or cut his arm off or karate chopped his arm off so he has like a, <laughs> he has a pretty realistic looking hand but it looks very leathery or plasticky and like it shoot, like a cannon comes out of it and it shoots like lasers or yeah. This hand looks like it looks like those dildo fists that peop that people buy so they can shove up like their butts. It looks like one of those dildo fists where it's like, it looks like a dildo fist that shoots lasers. That's what it looks like the whole time. That's what I was thinking. Right, guys? Whoever saw the movie? So Yeah, the whole fight was freaking awesome, especially with the what the uh, the Wakandan female soldiers? They were they're badass or non-gender, cause it's two thousand eighteen, guys. And I ain't trying to get sued out here, guys. I ain't trying to get in trouble. So so they take yeah they take Claw to custody against T'Challa's will, cause T'Challa's trying to take him with him, but you know the government's trying to crack the case too. Claw tells Ross that Wakanda's international image is just a front for a technology... I can't... See? I'm Mexican. So my Mexican accent is coming out. Technologically advanced civilization. So it's... Yeah, they're saying, yo, man, it's a front. They have advanced technology. So before being broken out by Eric Mongor, uh, Killmonger, uh, by Michael B. Jordan the way they break him out is dope, like, they're, inter, they're, uh, so they're in jail, and they're asking him a question, that's when, um, Klaw is telling, every kid, Agent Ross, like, yo man, Wakanda's of up front bro, they have so much technology, so after that, Agent Ross, he's like, yo man, is this true? That's when he confronts, Black Panther, he's like, yo man, this guy says that, uh, because the reason they arrested him is because supposedly he stole all of Wakanda's vibranium, but that's when claws like no, it's just the tip of the iceberg. There's more of that vibranium in their country. They haven't even they haven't the Wakandians haven't even scratched the surface. There's more than they know, so that's when Agent Ross is like, "Is this true?" And also he's asking him about the the dildo cannon arm that shoots lasers because he's like where did you get this technology from and the claws like this is technology from wakanda you better ask your boy black panther about this because i didn't come up with this and then i was thinking what about the what about the weapons from spider-man homecoming you know the weapons that uh the vulture had because like What about those weapons? They were pretty advanced. But then again, it's alien tech. So Killmonger breaks out Ulysses' claw. So, yeah, before being broken out by Eric, now an ex-U.S. Black Ops soldier who goes by the name Killmonger. So Ross is seriously injured during the attack. He gets shot, man, during the attack. And T'Challa decides to take him to Wakanda, whether technology can save him rather than pursue Kla. Shuri heals Ross with vibranium. And It's funny because Shuri, she says a funny line. She's like, oh, nice. You're bringing another broken white boy so we can fix. Which she's referring to Bucky Barnes, the Winter Soldier, which is funny, you know. So this guy got shot. Man, if like Biggie and Tupac... Got shot in Wakanda. They still would have been alive because of the technology, you know. Like they would have been cured like in the day. But no, the shitty technology we have here in the United States sucks. So, okay. So Ross is seriously injured during the attack, and T'Challa decides to take him to Wakanda where their technology can save him rather than pursue claw shuri heals ross with vibranium while t'challa see vibranium they use it on everything they use it on clothes they use it on weapons medicine i'm pretty sure they use it on condoms too you know like those condoms will never break vibranium condoms like they should sell that here what condoms (laughs) they'll call them what condoms oh my gosh Okay, so while T'Challa confronts Zuri about Nojobu, which strains the friendship between them, Killmonger kills Klaue and takes his body to Wakanda as a token, revealing his identity to the tribal elders and challenging T'Challa for the throne, which is a crazy fight, man. Killmonger kills Zuri and then triumphs in ritual combat. So... This is when... uh, Killmonger reveals what's called who he really is and the thing about Wakandan people people that are in the royal family they have tattoos on the inside of their lips <clears throat> so Killmonger and T'Challa are cousins so T'Challa's dad Tachaka killed Killmonger's dad and then Okay, I'm getting confused. Killmonger has a brother in Wakanda. So, yeah. So, Killmonger kills Claw and takes his body as a token, revealing his identity to the tribal elders and challenging T'Challa for the throne. Killmonger kills Zuri. Oh, man, that's like when he killed Forest Whitaker. And then triumphs in ritual combat. He hurls and defeated T'Challa over a waterfall. So, he throws his body over the waterfall and the reason T'Challa lost was because he was still in how freaking Killmonger killed Zuri you know so after ingesting the heart shaped herb to gain the powers of the Black Panther he orders the grove of herbs to be burned Killmonger enacts his father's plan and prepares shipment of Wakandan weapons to be distributed to operatives around the world Supported by Wakabi and his army, Nakia, Shuri, Ramonda and Ross flee to seek the aid of the Jabari. Which Killmonger, Michael B. Jordan's like, we can use these weapons and we can conquer the world. And the way there's, you know, what they're saying is because they're saying how the world is changing and they're kind of catching up in technology because of the alien tech they have all around already from uh what's it called the alien tech from homecoming which came from the the aliens in avengers one which is uh the tachari tachiri the Chatiri chatari the chatari there you go chatari advanced weapons so they're like yo they're gonna catch up with our technology, technology, and they're gonna conquer us. So it's better for us to conquer them while they still don't have this technology. And let's do it right now. And that's all—that's all of Killmonger's plans. At the home, see, at the home of the Jabari tribe, the group find a comatose T'Challa, rescued by the Jabari in repayment for him sparing Mbaku's life. So they find T'Challa, because he fell off the waterfall, and they find him in a coma in the snow, a la Captain America, you know? So, healed by a heart-shaped herb brought by Nakia, because Nakia, she stole the piece of herb before Crazy Killmonger burnt all the herb. I don't know why. I'm pretty sure that herb works. Like, if I was Killmonger, I would just sell that herb. Be like, yo, man. It shit gives you superpowers. Does it give me boners? It might give you boners. I'm pretty sure it's better than Viagra. You know what I think about? Like Wolverine. He regenerates. So that means when he smokes those cigars, he doesn't get cancer because he just heals. Or I'm pretty sure like right after he... Right after he ejaculates when he comes, I'm pretty sure he can get a boner right away because he just heals right away. See, that's... Or he he can't get any STDs because I'm pretty sure... Yeah, like, his his penis would just heal if it gets, like, herpes or gonorrhea. See, these are the things I think about. So, okay. So they heal T'Challa with that herb. And he gets a boner. I mean, I don't know. So T'Challa returns to Wakanda to complete his combat with Killmonger. Because Killmonger, he, they, he became king by default. Because everybody thought that he killed... What's his name? T'Challa. But like it's like, yo, man, I'm still alive. So you didn't actually uh, win the throne, bro. I'm still alive. So so he comes back to combat Killmonger, who is now wearing a Black Panther armor of his own, which looks pretty cool. It's gold and black. Shuri Okoye Okoyi, Dora Milaje, and Jabari in battling. Wakabi and his army while Ross remotes pilots Ross Remote pilots a jet to shoot down. The planes carrying the weapons before they have to leave the country. So Agent Ross, he's kinda he sits in a it's more of a it's like a spaceship which sim- simulates it's it simulates he, it's a spaceship where it simulates, like, the actual spaceship that he's controlling, so he's not actually in the spaceship, so he's controlling the spaceship from the inside of the, the layer of Black Panther, kind of how they did it in, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy with the gold people, what are their names again, damn it, the Sovereign, Sovereign people, So they're not really in the spaceships. So that's what he does. So he's taking down these spaceships before they take the Wakanda technology around the world to be distributed. So what's it called? So yeah, he shoots down the planes carrying the weapons before they can leave the country. Within Wakanda's Vibranium Mine, T'Challa uses sonic mining technology to disrupt Killmonger's suit and fatally stabs him. Killmonger declines an offer to be healed and imprisoned, choosing instead to die free. So I I forgot to mention when there um when Black Panther was chasing Ulysses claw in Korea, it was such a dope scene, like him on top of the car and his suit absorbs like every time it gets uh hit with bullets or whatever impact, it absorbs that energy and then after that it distributes it distributes it out stronger so the same force goes out so it's kind of like if you punch me and then if i touch you you'll feel the punch you know so that was a cool scene man so they're fighting you know t'challa and killmonger and there's like a little what is it so Within yeah the Wakandian the Wakandan vibranium mine T'Challa yeah the, so the sonic mining technology disrupts Killmonger's suit because now it's like like nanobot technology so there's an opening so he uses the opportunity to stab him with like a Wakandian vibranium knife so he asks he asks Killmonger he's like yo man we can heal you right now we have the technology and Killmonger's like nah man and then go to jail hell no I'm gonna kill myself so yeah. so yeah he chooses to kill himself and before that I feel bad cause I feel bad for Michael B. Jordan's character cause it's not his fault he I mean he chose to be bad he could have chose a different route but when T'Challa's dad kills his dad in oakland at the apartment they just leave it like nothing happened so it's kind of like it's fucked up it's messed up on tachaka's side for just leaving the body there and when they left the body there eric uh killmonger he goes up into the apartment to see what happened to his dad because in the beginning of the movie he's playing basketball with the kids in 1992 so when he goes up he finds his dad dead And they just leave the boy there. They just leave him there, so we don't know. I mean, the backstory is how he became the black Black Ops, and he just went to a lot of places and killed a lot of people. That's why he has little. He has little bumps on his body, and each bump represents every kill. So he was made that way. It's like you feel bad for his character because he was left alone, and like we don't know what happens between that and when he was like a teenager when he joined. How was it called? The army because it's like as a young kid in oakland like what happened did you you got adopted and you went to, it's crazy but like his father used to tell him a lot about wakanda how wakanda is such a beautiful country and he's gonna take him there and the line he says is like wow like a little kid from oakland and to be told all these fairy, uh, fairy tales and for them to be actually true and for him to be there, it's like, man, like, why did why did it turn out this way? Like, I wanted, I wanted him to, what's it called, take Black Panthers, you know, option of helping them out and actually becoming good, and they partner up because they're cousins, man. But he decides he takes them up, and he they check out the sunset because he's heard about how, you know, the way the sun sets. And Wakanda is the most beautiful sight you ever see in the world. And he goes up there before he kills himself. And it's like, why, man? Damn it, why? So that's how the big climax ends. So, rejecting Wakanda's isolationism, T'Challa establishes an outreach center in Oakland where Eric grew up. To be run by Nakia Shuri. So it's cool because, like, they're like, you know what? It's time to stop hiding, man. We got a lot of cool technology that like, we got to share it with the world and help our people in need. So they go to uh, Oakland and they set up uh, what's it called? <clears throat> they set up those outreach centers, and it's cool because, like, uh, they reveal the the spaceship, you know, with the they reveal the spaceships, and the kids are all like, "What is that? What are what is this?" So it's cool. Um, it's it's such an inspir- inspirational movie for just I feel like a lot of like black kids that never grew up watching like a black superhero or just a lot of minorities and it's like wow you know finally someone like me you know mm-hmm. so it's cool you know it's very uh, it's emotional you know, now I'm waiting for a Mexican superhero. And then a an Asian superhero. And then an Indian superhero. You know? But, uh, oh man, dude. The post-credit scenes, it's funny because in the movie theaters, people were just. A lot of people that just. Um, all the people that leave before the post-credit scenes, they're not real fans of the Marvel movies because they're like, oh, the movie's over. Let's go. And you got i know all the real fans were like okay you guys are dumb because there's more bro you don't know what's gonna happen so the first post-credit scenes what's it called it's the mid-credit scenes t'challa appears before the united nations to reveal Wakanda's wakandas true nature to the world and plans to help the world progress so yeah that's when they're like yo man and it kinda reminds me of the end of Iron Man One when Iron Man reveals who he is or Tony Stark. That's kinda like analogous, similar to it. You know. And then after the mid credits after the uh, I can't even talk, man. Blah blue blue blah blue blah, 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 blah. After the mid-credit scene was over, a lot of a lot of noobs started walking out again. 'Cause it's like they don't know what's gonna happen. And all the real fans ended up waiting like a good three minutes, four minutes. I mean, when you're waiting for like a post credit scene, those credits seem longer than three minutes. It's like twenty minutes. You're like, Come on, man. So um the real fans I knew were what we were all waiting for a infinity infinity wars stinger that's what we we're all waiting for and then when it came out i, I remember i yelled out before anybody even said anything i like yeah because so in the post credit scene shuri continues to help somebody in a tent you know there's these kids that are uh circling somebody who's laying down on the ground or in a bed so, you see the camera, like the point of view of a person looking at these kids, and the kids run out. And then, guess who walks out of the little hut? Bucky Barnes. So, he's finally recovered. He's healed. And, of course, he's still missing an arm, and he has long hair and a beard. So, uh, he asks Shuri, no, Shuri, he, she's like, Yo, are you feeling okay? And he's like, I feel better. And I was like, this is what I wanted to see. And you know what's funny? Because the whole time when um they were gonna go fight uh what's called Killmonger and the whole tribes that joined Killmonger because they were they just felt like, Hey man, you promised us a lot of things, Tachala. You promised to kill Claw and you didn't do it. So a lot of these people are loyal to their country, so whoever took uh the throne Uh, what's it called they become loyal to that person because it's like this is still the country that we uh respect so it doesn't matter who takes the throne even though we might not agree even, even though we might disagree with what you're saying but you are still the king to our country so that's why they a lot of them still a lot of them still what's it called they still obey killmonger but the whole time when now when they were battling out when they're battle battling it out, I was like and then when they thought T'Challa chala was dead, I seriously thought that they were gonna go and unfreeze Bucky Barnes for help. And I was like, That'd be so fucking cool. But then I was like thinking, they're not gonna do that, you know, this is like why would like an all black superhero movie, why would they go ask the white person for help? You know, it's like, nah, man, they can do this on their own. Cause they got te- the technology, but it's still. I was like, oh man, they're gonna. Are they gonna do that, or is Killmonger gonna wake up Bucky Barnes and try to brainwash him? Which was like. But yeah, but after that, after that post-credit scene ended, everybody was just like, yeah, hell yeah. So now, <laughs> we gotta wait three months. That's a long time, man. I'm gonna freeze myself like Bucky Barnes. In the refrigerator. So nobody wake me up until May something. So yeah man. I'm excited. And that was my review. So my review. I give it a 10 out of 10. Five stars out of 5 stars. 5 tacos out of 5 tacos. You know. uh, two Two toes up. One erection up. Because I only have one erection up. Two hard nipples, and yeah, it's a good movie. It's a good time, and i'm gonna i'm gonna go watch it again i like I don't know, but average, I've watched every like this year, every marvel movie like four times four times each movie, like I saw Thor Ragnarok, like I think like four or three times homecoming like around the same and then same thing in guardians of the galaxy like i got so tired with watching because i watched Guardians so many times where it's like it's on netflix i'm like man i watched it so many times but i'm gonna watch this movie again this weekend with my nieces and nephews and again and then, then again but yeah guys um thank you for tuning in so this is uh this was a solo podcast of just reviewing the movie so next episode more fun stuff for sure So the reason I did this podcast alone is because I only want to go watch it with my girlfriend. And none of my friends haven't watched it yet. So it's like I can't do a review podcast about this movie with them because they'll be like, we haven't seen it yet. So hopefully the next review, uh, movie review, me and my friends watch it together so we can all have a discussion. But uh, the next Saved by the... the... Saved by the... Squad by the Bell podcast episode will be a regular one with me and my friends just goofing around, which I tried my best on this one to be as funny as possible, which hopefully I did okay, and hopefully you guys like it, but uh, stay tuned next time, and thanks, guys. Subscribe, tell your friends about this, comment, uh, let me know what you guys want to hear about, what funny topics, and uh, tell me what you thought about the movie, and uh, okay, guys, see you guys next time. Let's... Lutz, lutz. T- t- <im>